You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. And floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to answer your home improvement questions at 1 888 Money Pit, 888 3974. We are coming up, Leslie, on one of the biggest retail weekends of the year. What's that one? President's Weekend. Really? There's going to be sales on everything from cars to furniture to TVs to appliances that's going to tempt shoppers to part with their hard-earned cash. So it's kind of a good time of year to search for a big-ticket item for your home. If that's on your to-do list, we're going to have some tips to help make that process a little easier and help you get a good deal a bit later in the program. Mm, I'm sure there are so many tricks that you need to know to really get the best deal out there. That's going to be a great segment. And also ahead, as we head into midwinter, it's a peak season for low temperatures. So you have to remember to keep your pet safe in this cold and snow and ice that we have all been experiencing across this country. So we're going to have some great ideas to pamper your pets and help keep them cozy. Plus, have you taken a look at your roof lately? Is it uh, basic black or lackluster gray? I'm pretty sure those are the only two colors that most roofs were available in 20 years ago, Leslie. Mm -hmm. Ours is green. Ours is green. It's terrible. Ours became green (laughs) for a different reason. But the point is that there's a new wide range of color palettes in roofing products available. And we're going to talk about that in just a bit. And this hour, we're giving away a set of two Ready Hang Drapery Hardware Systems. And this is a really easy, no-drill way to hang curtains. you got to love that. It's a prize worth 80 bucks. Going to go out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement question at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? Ken in New York is dealing with a leaky roof. Tell us about the project. Well, I've got a house that was built... In 1923, it's got a 20-year addition on the back of it. It's a family room. And I have a consistent leak when it rains or when I get an ice build up on the roof that won't go away. And I want to get the uh, uh, ceiling inside fixed because of the leak. But I can't do that until I get this leak fixed. And uh, the, the singles are good. The ice shield appears to be good. And I've caulked the devil out of it where the um, addition meets the house, and I just don't know. I can't find this leak. So can you describe the uh, juncture between the house and the addition? Well, both structures are wood. It's got, like I said, the asphalt shingles on it that's joined to the house, and the house has um, the old-fashioned uh, aluminum uh, eight-inch uh, siding on it. Okay, so the juncture is between the roof and a, a vertical wall? Yes. Yeah. All right. And you said you had ice shield. Do you mean ice and water shield? 
Yes, I do. All right, and that's from the roof edge on up? Yes. All right. So probably the issue here is between the flashing, the sidewall flashing, and the roof itself. And to fix it, unfortunately, you'll have to take the aluminum off because you've got to get that flashing well up under the shingles and well up the sidewall. I suspect that I mean was the was the house aluminum sided originally and you cut into it or was this all new? Um, the addition was on the house when I purchased it. So you really don't know. But I suspect it may have been cut into it and never properly flashed. So in the fact that if you get ice build up, the water gets trapped, it's called nice dam and the water works up back under it. It all points to inadequate sidewall flashing. So I think you need to strip the siding off in that area, reflash it, and then reside it, and you'll be good to go. Caulking is going to do nothing. You know, that's it's just it's just beyond the capability of the caulk gun to fix this. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like a lot of work, but I guess i got to do it. Well, you know, but you're already doing a lot of work, Ken. If you add up all the little steps that you've done already, this is one more big step, but it's going to knock it off permanently, Okay. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. There are some leaks, believe it or not, that caulk just won't <laughs> fix. Even though it's what you want to use, there are better things right. on it's certain occasions. It's a band aid on a broken bone, okay? It's not an appropriate <laughs> medical treatment. Bobby and Wasilla, Alaska, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, I have a second home uh, that I visit on weekends, and I installed an on-demand hot water heater in that cabin. My problem is that the water comes out of the ground at 36 degrees, and uh, it doesn't seem to heat up or it takes a tremendously long time to go through the system for me to get hot water out of, out of the faucet. Is there a way that I could make this a little bit more energy efficient so it wouldn't take so long to do that? Or do I just have to live with it and it's better than paying for heating water when I'm not there? So it's a tankless water heater that you have, Bobby? It is. Well, that was the right thing to do. Now, usually the um, cold water problem is a function of the distance between the water heater and the faucet itself uh, because the water has to travel that distance. So are they at, at opposite ends of the building? They're on opposite ends of the building, but it's uh, it's a relatively small building. It's 24 by 30. Yeah. Um, but I think the issue is that the water coming out of the well is 36 degrees. Well, I would also double-check that the water heater was properly installed. And sometimes, typically what happens is they use a too small, plumbers use too small of a gas line. Most tankless units, you need a one-inch gas line, not a three-quarter, which is standard for tank water heaters. And so if it's not firing completely, uh, that could be the problem. I mean, conceptually, that 36-degree water, once it hits the tankless water heater, should come out the other end at 110 degrees temp. at whatever you set it at. It doesn't have to recirculate to get hot. It just hits it, it gets hot, and then it gets delivered. And then there is some time between to cover the, te- the time it takes for the water to get from the water heater to the faucet. But if it's not coming out the other end of the water heater hot enough, then there may be a problem with the water heater. And, I, and the most likely culprit would be an undersized gas line. That's terrific. Thank you very much. I'll check on that. You're welcome, Bobby. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Yeah, no place like Alaska to have really warm water. I mean, you yeah. don't want to have a cold shower. And that's like an icy cold shower. Yeah, <laughs> that's four degrees over freezing. Zoiks. <laughs> Might as well just roll around in the snow. Yeah. Sebastian in New York, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, I have a 1940s uh, brick 
outside of Bungalow or Cape Cod in Michigan. It has uh, plaster walls and metal lighting on the interior. Okay. I was told the best, and it has no insulation in the walls. I was told the, the best way to insulate this is by going from the outside, drilling through the mortar joints and pushing cellulose. I just didn't feel confident this is the proper way of doing this. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, typically, the, you, you don't insulate that type of an exterior wall. I mean, there's just really no effective way to get insulation in there. There's no wall cavity for you to mm-hmm. fill out. And the stone should be insulating enough as it itself, yeah, believe it or not, generally the, isn't. The air that's trapped inside of it. So what I would focus on in your house, Sebastian, is two things. In terms of the exterior walls, I would concentrate on air infiltration, that means good quality windows, proper ceiling, weather stripping, and caulking. But most importantly, from an insulation perspective, it's everything that's above you because 80% of your heat loss is going to go up. Only about 15% goes through the exterior walls and about 5% through the floors. So I would concentrate on making sure that you have at least 19 to 22 inches of insulation in the attic space because that's going to do the best, the, that's going to be the most effective way at cutting down on, on uh, utility costs and improving comfort. Okay, so the walls actually feel like an ice cube. When you lay in there in bed, you can actually feel the cold coming off the walls. It's really extracting the you get a temperature flows from hot to cold, and you can really feel it leaving your body. What kind of uh, insulation do you have in the attic space? Uh, there's that I, that I know I can I can put in because I just put in uh, I just yeah. added two by sixes up there. I think what you're going to find is this: when you insulate the attic, you're going to find that you have all of a sudden more heat in the house, and that's going to make those walls warmer. Because you're okay. losing a lot of heat. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Give it a try, Sebastian. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Anne in Tennessee is having an issue with a garage door. Tell us about the problem. In the garage door, um, we have a problem with the um, with a crack in the concrete floor. Okay. Keeping the garage door from closing satisfactorily. Is your garage door made of wood? Garage door is metal. It's metal. Hmm. Is the crack displacing? In other words, is the floor sort of buckling up, Anne? Yes. Hmm. About a about a fourth to a half of an inch. A fourth to a half of an inch. All right. So um, the easy way to try to fix this uh, is sort of a way to cheat, and that is to double up on the weather stripping on the bottom of the garage door so you have more oh, cushion. Oh, interesting. Because um, if it's displaced like that, you really have to break it out and re-pour a patch because you're not going to get to lay, lay back down again. And the reason Leslie asked you if it was a metal or a wood door, because if it was a wood door, you could recut it to fit. But because it's a metal door, you'd have to beef up on the weather stripping to try to get it to have enough cushion so that it would overlap that. Then you're going to, do you have a garage door opener on this? Yes. You'll have to adjust the garage door opener so it closes properly. But if you have a buckled floor that's keeping the door open, there's no easy way to get that floor to lay back down. Now, the good news, if there is some good news, is that replacing a, a concrete floor in a garage is not a terrible pro- project because that concrete, if it's like most uh, concrete floors, is fairly thin, maybe about four inches thick. And usually you can break it out with a sledgehammer, so the whole thing could be torn out and replaced in a few hours. But if you want to try to stay away from doing that, I would just tell you to double up on the weather stripping on the back of the garage door, or you could add... Another piece that would be attached to the face of the metal door that had weather stripping on it, and that could be at a slight angle so that you'll get that seal. Because I presume you're trying to get a good seal there to keep water and insects out. Yes. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah, so there's two ways that you can go with it, Ann. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair, home improvement, home decor, whatever you are working on. We are here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit so we can lend a hand. 888-666-3974. Up next, if you are thinking of taking advantage of the many President's Day sales out there, we're going to have some shopping tips to help you get the biggest bang for your home improvement purchase buck. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. Want hardwood floors but are on a budget? The affordable and feature-filled Skill Flooring Saw is just what you need for your installation project. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should be part of the Money Pit by picking up the phone and giving us a call at one 888 Pit. Now, one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a set of two ready-hang drapery hardware systems. Now, these are perfect for renters because they actually attach to your window frames without any drilling. So your drapes are going to go up really simply, super quick, and then without any special tools. And the winner is going to get two rods in an iron finish with round finials. It's a prize worth 80 bucks. So give us a call at 888 Pit for your answer and your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, are you thinking of taking advantage of President's Day sales this year? Well, you won't be the only one, and you're certainly not going to be the first. The concept of the President's Day sale has been around for decades, and this is interesting. It was originated by a car salesman who was the first to run a Washington's birthday sale on cars, and that eventually evolved into the national phenomena that we now know as President's Day. And that poor guy doesn't get any recognition for making all all of us crazy. Not a bit. (laughs) But it's a smart thing to do because February is typically a slow month for retailers, so a good sale can get those cash registers ka-chinging right along. And besides the bargains on cars, though, there are a lot of other smart purchases that can be made on stuff for your house, like furniture, appliances, mattresses, electronics, and rugs. Yeah, and you know, there are some key shopping tips that you need to know so that you can get the most out of this annual bargain hunter tradition. First of all, get up early. Many of these President's Day sales are early bird and doorbuster specials. And also make a list because once you get to the mall or the store, it is really easy to get distracted and then quite frankly, overwhelmed. Now, you want to know exactly what you're looking for before you get there and stay focused, stay on the list, keep on task, and try searching the internet for any coupons or maybe some discount codes that might multiply your savings at the checkout. And one site to try is couponconnector.com. You know, with a little planning and some know-how, you can save a lot of money throughout the year by delaying key purchases until that right seasonal sale comes about, like President's Day. Right, but don't buy something, of course, just because it's on sale. That would be like what my family does. Do your research. Start now. If it turns out there's a great new dishwasher you need, you can be ready when it actually does go on sale. And if you can save some money at the same time, great. But there's a lot of folks out there that just kind of buy because it's on sale, and that's not always the best reason. It's such 
a woman thing because yeah. I know I'm yeah. sure your wife has said this to you a million times because I know I pull this one at home all the time. I'm like, so I bought this sweater because it was on <laughs> sale and instead of costing a hundred dollars, it cost fifty. Is that amazing? I saved us fifty dollars, but yeah. in fact, I spent fifty dollars. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but Which it is what it was so worth good. to begin with. <laughs> Let's get back to those phones. Who's next? And now we've got Jim in Indiana who needs some help with a bathroom project. What can we do for you today? I have a, a ceramic tub that I want to recoat or repaint because it's really bad looking. And I was wondering if there's a product out there that I could apply to the ceramic uh, to that, that would stick. Well, I mean, you can reglaze the tub. And there are do-it-yourself products that do that well. But I will tell you that it's not going to last nearly as long as the original tub. Think of it as an upgraded paint job. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's kind of what you're up against, John. Now, if you want to have it professionally reglazed, then you could be looking at something that could last you 10 or 20 years. But if you use a do-it-yourself reglazing kit, you know, you're probably looking at... I don't know, four to five years mm-hmm. before you have to repeat it. And you have to be really careful about how you apply it because you don't want to get brush marks. You don't want to feel an unevenness in the texture of the surface. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, I would, I'm more interested in short term. So the four, you know, if I get three or four years out of it, that would be great. Then I think it's a good option for you. Okay. But I didn't get the name of the product. You know what, Jim? Actually, Rust-Oleum has just come out with a kit that actually comes as an almond base, but it's tintable to like 16 different colors. So if you just do a web search, I'm sure you can find a local vendor in your area that sells that product. And, you know, Rust-Oleum makes great products that are super durable. So it's worth a shot. Okay, it sounds like a winner. Jim, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dennis in Virginia needs some help refinishing a basement. What can we do for you today? I am getting ready to... Well, I've already built a bedroom, and I've built a bathroom, and I want to put, finish the rest of the basement. I want to put in, for square footage, would it be best to put in a sheetrock or a drop ceiling? Hmm. Well, for square footage, it's it's clearly better to do a drywall ceiling. Uh, the disadvantage is, of course, you can't get up there for access to any of the plumbing or electrical work, but you're definitely going to save yourself at least at least four to six inches, even in the tightest possible scenario uh, of headroom because the sheetrock can go right up. Now, you got to take a look, though, at the framing and the, and the piping and the plumbing work because sometimes in basements they let too much of it hang down below the, the edge of the floor joist, and you need to do a little bit of carpentry to cover that up. But definitely drywalling that ceiling will give you more headroom. Okay, on the drywalling... How much clearance should there be between the drywall and, say, a water line? None. doesn't matter. You can go right up against it. Okay, great. Well, that was uh, the main question I needed, and uh, that would help me out a lot. And A lot of tips I get off your show has really done help me a lot. Okay, Dennis. Well, we're glad uh, to help out. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Please call back again. Well, when it comes to your roof, boring black or lackluster gray are no longer your only options. Coming up, we've got some new ideas for coordinating your roof color with your home's exterior for super eye-catching curb appeal. Where 
home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, when it comes to your home styling, you probably never even think about this, but depending on your home's actual architectural style, up to 40% of that visual image that you're going to get when you look at your home from across the street is the roof. So if your roof is just plain black or gray or brown, you could be missing a great opportunity to coordinate your home's exterior color palette from the top down. Kate Smith is a color expert who's lending her expertise to the color design program for DaVinci Roofscapes, a manufacturer of synthetic slate and shake roofing. Kate, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. So roofs are no longer just pretty much boring brown, gray, or black anymore? Absolutely not. There are so many interesting things going on with roofing, and the uh, DaVinci has great products that show a variety of colors and can work across many, many, or just about every style of home. So I'm very excited to be able to talk about their program. Kate, I think it's such a scary situation because the roof is such a large surface and it could be an expensive process to sort of go about replacing and choosing a new roof that people tend to lean toward the conservative, the brown, the black, you know, the more traditional colors. So how can you confidently take that risk you know, even if it's not a risk, you know the color that's going to work, but how do you get people to feel comfortable with such decision? Well, Leslie, that is a great question because one of the things that I find in any situation when somebody's adding color to their home, even if it's not an expensive item, there's that he- they're hesitant to know whether or not they're making a great decision. And so when it comes to a roof, a product that's going to last 50 years, it, they become even a little bit more concerned that it needs to be correct and that they need to make a really great decision. The beauty of many of these newer roofing products is with the variations in the color, it actually makes it easier to make a great decision. And I say that because when, like with a Da Vinci blend, you've got two or three or four colors, sometimes even as many as five colors, coming together in the tile to visually blend, and it makes it work really beautifully with so many siding colors. And so, and it also gives the home a very customized look. So it really does make it easier for the consumers. Let's talk about the matching of colors with various roof products. You guys say that green roofs look best with homes that have natural wood siding or are painted gray, white, or lighter green color than the roof itself. And in that situation, you want to avoid red or colors that are very warm for the siding. So that's just one example. But you have uh, suggestions for every possible color, green, brown, black, gray, terracotta, and red. Talk about some of those. Well, the thing is, is, is I was making those suggestions in very general terms because there's some things that you do want to avoid. And you gave a great example of the green roof against a brick home. If you go back to the old, uh, you know, your, your color theory you learned in school, red and green are complementary colors, and in some cases, uh, you'll use that to really make those colors stand out in pop. And in other cases, sometimes, as in with a, with a uh, roof color, it's going to make each of those colors look more vibrant and strong. So if that's what you're after, yeah, sure, go with a green roof. But usually people are much more interested in a subtle blending and a whole harmonious scheme for the outside of their home. And so that's why I suggest avoiding red and yet using it with something like a natural wood with green 
is an absolutely beautiful way to bring out all the attributes of the wood. Now, on the website, is there a program that DaVinci offers to sort of make it easier to feel confident in my color selection with the architectural style of the home and perhaps, you know, the color components that are on the siding or the shutters? What's the best way to go about that? Well, DaVinci has a fabulous color designer tool that is really fun to use on the website. And it, whether you're buying a uh, already existing blend or coming up with your own custom blend, it gives you a great way to visualize how those roof tiles are going to lay out and look. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun to play with, but that is a way that, you know, you don't have to just imagine what it's going to look like. You can actually see and save and print out your selection of the roof tiles and start to look at it against the siding color that you're choosing for your house or the other permanent elements that come into play when you're making a decision about a roof. Do you sort of pop up if I'm sort of making a really terrible mistake of color palette? (laughs) (laughs) Say no, no, no. That that could be a good thing. However, I'll tell you, the tool's so fun to play with that sometimes making those, you know, not-so-great combinations is just great fun. But you're right. For your home, you don't want to put that on and and look at it for the next 50 years. Kate Smith, color expert for DaVinci Roofscapes. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great tips. You're welcome. Glad to be here. And if you'd like more information on how to choose the appropriate color for your roof, I've got a great article online right now called Color My Roof. You can search that at moneypit.com. All right, still ahead, you are trying your best to keep warm. But what about your four-legged family members? We are going to teach you the right way to pamper your pooch and keep her warm right after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit because one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a set of two Ready Hang Drapery Hardware Systems. Now, these are perfect for renters because they attach to window frames without any drilling. Your drapes will go up simply and quickly without any special tools. The winner is going to get two rods in an iron finish with round finials. It's a prize worth 80 bucks going to go out to one caller that calls us with their home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit all right pick up the phone and give us a call we'd love to give you a hand with all of your home improvement projects now during the winter there is so much stuff that you need to work on in your house that it's really easy to get caught up in your family's winter safety you know from sealing up those drafts to how to properly use a space heater but while we're super involved in all of that let's not forget that our pets are family members too so depending on your type of dog and your budget there are dozens of ways to ensure your best Best friend will stay happy and healthy. So why not pamper your pooch with a heated dog bed? Now you can get a heating pad designed specifically for dogs that can be warmed up in the microwave. And there are even electric warmers that heat up only when your dog is in the bed. You just want to make sure that your dog is not a chewer. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be in for a shocking surprise. Well, that's right. Now some pet owners don't allow their dogs indoors. And some dogs like their dog houses quite nicely. So they really don't mind that much. But if it gets cold enough, even the toughest mutt might complain a bit. And that's why you might want to consider outfitting the doghouse with its very own HVAC system. Now, you really got to love your dog before you spend all this money, Leslie. But... (laughs) 
<laughs> a portable climate control unit can actually adjust between heating and cooling and deliver a constant range of temperatures in the winter and the summer. There are also models that even act as a dehumidifier, preventing mold and mildew growth in your doghouse. Whether you do your dog a favor by simply moving his bed out of the drafty area or you go all out and install a heating system in his doghouse, there are a lot of ways to keep your pet cozy and warm all winter long. So something to think about. Our entire house is like the doghouse for Daisy. She <laughs> sleeps in our bed. She sleeps under the covers. We put a sweater on her when it's chilly. I, I would think if someone is in charge in our household, it would be the dog. So My dog is the great greeter. Anybody that comes to the door <laughs> gets a very happy greeting from the dog. He, you know, right the, the, our, our UPS lady broke started started this with him, but... He, he knows that when she comes to the door, there's always a biscuit in her hand. So therefore, oh, no. when anyone comes to the house, they, they must have, have a, biscuit. a biscuit in their hand. <laughs> oh, spots like smelling everybody's hand. Like, where's the cookie? Where's the cookie? You don't have a cookie? <laughs> 888-666-3974. We won't give you a cookie, but we will give you the answer to your home improvement question. Let's get back to it. Eric in North Carolina, you've got the money pit. What can we help you with? Uh, yeah, I've got a um, downspout coming off the... Uh, back of my house. Okay. So it gets a lot of water during a heavy rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so trying to think of a good solution to keep the water away from my foundation. Okay. So whether to bury the pipe or if there's another, uh, you know, idea that I hadn't thought of to keep that water away from the house. Well, I mean, your two options are either to extend that out with a, you know, a piece of downspout material, but you're still going to have the water, you know, reasonably close. The best option is if you can run it underground through a PVC pipe, a solid PVC mm, pipe. Not the perforated ones. Yeah, is there an opportunity to discharge that somewhere on the property? Yeah, um, well, I'm kind of at an angle, so it always rushes down the back of my house. Okay. Um, so yeah, something, uh, you know, to that effect, I could probably do. Yeah, well, what you want to do is um, there's a, a PVC a fitting that's a square uh, that's designed to fit a square leader pipe on one side and then a round four-inch PVC pipe on the other. So it actually transitions between the gutter leader, the gutter spout, and the, and the PVC one you would pipe. Bury. And then you use standard PVC fittings, run it out underground, break it out to daylight somewhere where the water can gush and just run away from your property. All right, and then you won't have to worry about it anymore. That's that's really the best solution. Because someone was telling me about like a rock pit that they did. Yeah, that's called a dry well, and you know it can be effective, but I'd much rather see it discharge out the daylight somewhere. Okay. Okay. Great. Because the pit sometimes fills up and and fills up, and, and then, then the you water, end up with the same problem. Yeah, the water can back up into the crawl space anyway. Yeah, because it is a lot of water. Okay. Half the house, half the house worth of water. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Sherry in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We've lived in this house for six years, and it was new construction at the time. And in our pantry, we have a white-faced enamel paint. Okay. And in our cabinets, we have like a stain with a lacquer base. But we are tasting lacquer or the way lacquer smells in our food. What's it taste like? Uh, the way <laughs> lacquer smells. <laughs> Not good, huh? I, yeah, I didn't realize it until I took it, you know, some crackers, anything that's stored in a box or a bag like chips. 
and I took it to work, and somebody said something about how it's funny it tastes, and I didn't realize it tasted bad. Oh, no. So I was wondering if there's anything I could do in the cabinets to cover that smell. We've, we've tried to keep the cabinet doors open, but we, it's not working. Yeah, but you've been in there six years. I imagine at this point it should have off-gassed entirely yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yes. It um, has a really bad taste. It. Mm. And now you notice it in everything, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, except for, you know, like canned stuff. But I just wondered if there was something we could paint over it or redo it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no reason that you can't uh, prime the inside of the cabinets. If you want them to be dark in color, you could tint the primer. And if you used a good quality primer, no matter what's underneath, it's going to seal it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just was shocked. Our our the uh, builder said, "Oh, just leave the cabinet doors open." Well, that didn't work. No, I would paint them. And I think you bought cabinets that you didn't have to keep open. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. that's what cabinets exactly. are for. Yeah. Why don't you do that to one or two of the cabinets and see if you like it better? Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. What a strange problem. Seriously, I've never heard of such a thing. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, still to come, are your kitchen cabinets looking old and tired? We're going to share a few ideas for parking them up after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you want to take advantage of President's Day sales but hate the idea of shopping along with everyone else? Or are you just too busy to devote a day to store hopping? Try cyber shopping instead. We've got plenty of tips on how you can do that online at moneypit.com. All right, and while you're online, you can post a home improvement question to our community section at moneypit.com. And I've got one here from Joe who wrote, I recently purchased an older home. The home has plenty of kitchen cabinets, but the fronts have been badly abused. I love the look of wood, antique, etc. But what can I do to the kitchen cabinets to give them a new look? Well, if he likes the look of older wood, but they're kind of abused, maybe what you might want to do is sort of sand down. Of course, making sure that the actual cabinet doors and fronts are solid wood and you can actually get to sanding to sort of bring some new life to these surfaces. And a, new, and, a good product to do that with is uh, liquid sandpaper because yeah, it gets into all the nooks good. and crannies. But I think liquid sandpaper might not be as aggressive as he wants. Try that liquid sandpaper because that's going to take the finish off and allow you to put on a newer one, which might be all that you need. And if that works, great. If not, give it a good sanding. Make sure you get rid of all of the dust and put on a new coat of stain and you'll be in like Flynn. Well, could you use a great idea for a decor project that does double duty? Leslie's got just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know what is super hot right now? Metallic paints. Now, they're a really big trend, and a lot of people are jumping on this bandwagon. But if you use them right, you can create everything from an action. 
accent wall to an accent table that has shimmer and sheen and can really add drama to your decor. So a couple of things to keep in mind. When you're painting a wall, paint with a special finish like metallic paint are often going to need multiple coats for that finish to really look right. Also, you want to make sure that you've got the right tools. There are rollers out there that are specifically designed for metallic paints that are going to help it apply in a proper way to give you that sparkly finish that you're looking for. And also you want to make sure that you choose your colors wisely because some are going to reflect more than others and you don't want a wall with tons of glare in a place where it's going to stand out way too much. Now a dining room or a bedroom, they're a great place for metallic paints and it's really a great way to take advantage of a gorgeous chandelier is to use the metallic paint on your dining room ceiling. I've always been for painting ceilings another color other than white in the right situation. I loved using like a soft pink in a master bedroom. So a metallic paint like in a silver or a platinum or something really soft on a ceiling of a dining room with a fantastic chandelier is really going to be amazing. Finally, keep in mind that a little metallic can go a super long way. So choose a metallic paint finish for maybe an accent table, a collection of picture frames, a really cool wood chair, you know, just to give that space a little bit of interest. My sister, who is really adventurous years ago, I mean, she's always ahead of the bandwagon, but painted her entire Manhattan apartment in metallic paint. <laughs> and the living room slash dining area was like a metallic royal blue that brought you back to like your childhood bicycle. It was awesome. Definitely not for everybody. I mean, she went crazy, but take it carefully because it really does give you a big bang for your buck. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, are you thinking about new countertops? Should you go with solid surface or a natural stone material? What's the difference? We're going to have the pros and cons of all of those types of countertop materials and more coming your way on the next edition of the Money Pit. We are online and on air at moneypit.com as well. And remember, you can call us any time of the day or night with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit or post it in the community section of moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.